the Spurs foul. Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! What's good, Hoopers? I am at Matty G at MBAG Wiz, and welcome to this very special audio edition. Look, we could crack it up on YouTube, but this is designed to be on your podcast service wherever you get them. Make sure you like and subscribe to Insight Fantasy Sports and at Insight NBA. We are on the core channel only for the month of August, and then you have to find us on Insight NBA. So why not give us a follow and a subscribe early on that one? Also, connect with us on Twitter or X or whatever you're getting charged for uh, right now. Uh, if you're premium content subscribers and the rest of it, you can connect with the team. I am at NBA G Wiz. We are at Insight FS. You can get us there and there's a whole bunch of our team. Give us a like and a follow and join our Discord server as well for exclusive access to the Insight Podcast Network team, tips, insights, and much, much more for NRL, AFL, NBA, and Big Bash League. On Sunday, the 6th of August, we had a few drinks and did a mock draft. We decided to have a bit of a cheeky Sunday session lunch. We got a whole bunch of the core starting five blokes together. We got all of our contributors. We saw who was available and we got 12 guys together really quickly to do a bit of a fun mock draft. Now there were some agendas and there were some, oh, look, some hidden cheekies in there as well. Some text messages on the site to be like, take this guy, snipe this guy. We thought we'd have a bit of a crack and a bit of fun. And this audio edition is to recap for you every single pick. Now, sometimes in the moment when we're doing these mock shows, a few picks go off the board and we forget where that guy went. We are going to go through all the rounds of this mock draft. So if you can hear some names, we're going to go back to 15 rounds deep before a little bit of a twist happened at the end of this one. We'll get to it. But we've got 15... Uh, rounds deep we did this on fan track so if you watch the youtube you can see all the picks go and us talk through of them now there were a few surprise picks in here and we're going to get to those moments and there were some really nice safe ones and we went the order uh phil unfiltered mally i was at pick three another filthy, uh, filthy ifs was picking after me and that was interesting because we had a bit of a like are you going to take a guy that we've spoken about are you going to take a guy that we've spoken about moment uh we had ed delaney we had super coach matrix on here as well, 11-pound slug was drafting. You know him as the big horse. That's right. You know him as the biggest horse indeed, and that is Nick Dell. We also had in the uh, in the pod this guy here. Exactly, Nate Brain. Uh, we had Trent, who I am doing up the uh, OKC podcast with this week, who is a massive fan. And as I said, we had the big guy. Are you guys ready to enter the Matrix? All in this one. I am Matty G. It is time you to... Strap yourself in and feel the G's. And let's get down to business with this mock draft. This was the first one, like I said, that we all got together and did. And look, when you do these drafts with other analysts or guys who like the NBA, it all hell breaks loose. So the first takeaway from this one is when you're in your draft room, make sure you have your queue queued up because our queues were clearing out left, right, and center all the single time. There were no disputes with who the first two picks were. Uh, going at pick number one, we had Nikola Jokic. Uh, pick two, Joel Embiid. Falling to the third pick, I took someone who I said I wouldn't pick with the third pick. I took Shea Gildas Alexander because I thought that was a really nice base for the third pick overall. Fourth was Jason Tatum. 
Fifth was Tyrese Halliburton. Matrix took Luka Doncic with the sixth pick. 11-pound slug Mick Dell. He took Giannis with the seventh. Now, Brain was faced with a bit of a uh, a bit of an issue here. He thought this year he was going to reach out with someone who he wouldn't previously take. And he took Anthony Davis, banking on that he's going to be healthy. Because again, we, we don't know if people are going to be healthy or or not healthy. We we hope for we hope that everyone's in good health and plays 82 games. But it's never happened in his career. But he led into AD with the eighth pick overall. This meant that Steph Curry, without Jordan Poole there, and with Chris Paul and maybe a weird role, six-man role, maybe he starts the year on the court, then goes off and takes that role. Uh, we don't know what he's doing, but he took Steph Curry with the ninth pick. This one, this shook us on the audio. Now, if you go and watch this and find it on our YouTube channel, this shook a few people. This was an absolute... What the fuck was that? Moment with uh, DeMontis Sabonis going with the 10th pick overall. Look, we see Sabonis as a second round guy. Like, he wouldn't be someone we can base our team off. But let's be honest, at the end of the day, he gets you a whole bunch of rebounds. He is a playmaker over in that system in Sacramento. So he's going to stack you with assists. Let's, if his fouls go down, look, he finished in the 20s last year um, in second round value, but in the, in the top 20 players. But taking him at pick 10 was really, really something that shook us a little bit yesterday. Kevin Durant went 11, and at the 12th pick and at the turn, Cam took Damian Lillard. Now, we don't know what's going on with Dame right now. Uh, even Bam Adebayos came out today and said, look, we're at a bit of an impasse. Now, at what point that just becomes posturing and tampering, I, I don't know. It's bloody stupid at this point with Damian Lillard. Uh, but he's gone 12th there because obviously what you're doing is you're backing on him having upside. Now, if you put Damian Lillard with CJ McCollum as a good second option and Nurkic a couple of years ago, and you return that similar kind of value. Damian Lillard is a first round player, but without having a clear pathway for him right now, we don't know what's going on, but he's taken Dame there with the 12 pick. Now on the turn, because we did do a nine cat, I should be, I should have said this at the start, to be fair. It was a nine cat league we're looking at. We're looking at 12 players deep and we were going up to 15 rounds on the dial. This is Ant Edwards. He's, Paired Dame with uh, his paired Dame with Anthony Edwards right there. Now I'll do a team by team breakdown at the end, and we'll see where the pairings are and where they've teamed up. Where Kevin Durant's been teamed up with Mikhail Bridges, Sabonis has been teamed up with Lamelo Ball. So obviously, Koba uh, in this one was absolutely looking forward to chalk assists very early on. This was another one of those. Who the fuck was that? Victor Wenbanyama has gone off the board with the 16th pick overall. Now. He's going to go early in your drafts. Like we've all been saying it for a while to see to see him go off the board yet again in another mock or one of these expert mocks in the second round. Look, it still is surprising. He could absolutely be shut down at the tail end of the season when he counts in your fantasy playoffs if the Spurs are doing nothing and want to get another draft pick to rebuild that team. I don't think it's as likely as it was last year. And obviously, whatever happened there in San Antonio led them to get in Wemby. But going 16th, I just still feel it's early. He could be 20s plus, so you've reached for him there because next brain has uh, Brainer has paired up Anthony Davis with James Harden. Mick Dell has gone really into the defensive guys here and led into Jaron Jackson Jr. returning early round value. He look, he was second round value last year. He was in that he was in that position without Ja Morant being in Memphis to start the season. Probably a good early season pickup and seeing what that role is once he comes back. And that being said. Jar Morant gets hurt all the time and flies around the court like an absolute crazy man. So Jaron 
when healthy, when healthy, is an excellent pick there. Matrix has turned around and paired up Luca with Donovan Mitchell. This is where it starts to get interesting for Sir Delaney. Uh, this is actually Mick Dell's brother. He's paired Tyrese with Devin Booker, and we love that. Jason Tatum's been paired with Kyrie. I decided to pair Shea with point guard Trey Young. Now, I was tossing up taking Fred Van Fleet there in the second round. Uh, obviously, a lot there in Houston. But again, if they're not performing or going anywhere come the end of the season, and Fred Van Fleet's been a little bit injury maligned, I wasn't going to pick him. I took Trey. For a bit of a bounce back season with his percentages from the three uh, from outside the arc, hoping for that. Also, I know some guys in the league who absolutely love what he does assist wise. So I didn't think he hurt me there. He got a steal a game last year. I want some three pointers made because that's not really Shea's strength. And so I was putting that up there early for Trey. Mally's taken Fred Van Fleet with the next pick, and he teamed him with Joel Embiid. And Nikola Jokic has been paired with Larry Markinen. Yes, Larry Markinen went with the twenty fourth pick overall. Round three, Jimmy Butler was in there at the 25th pick. Cade Cunningham, and I really like this one. I was thinking about actually taking Cade myself. I took Trey, and I was really hoping that he was going to fall to me. And then I had to scramble a little bit. So he's been taken at the 26th pick overall. And then I decided to do something that I messaged a couple of the blokes about. And I said, look, I'm going to do a mock where I see who falls to me. And I don't care if I like him. I care if I'm going to see a little bit of value there or just where guys or people are unsure about. And the first person that really started to stand out for me, I'm not going to say he's a bounce-back candidate, but if he gets traded, his value goes up. Or if something happens in Minnesota, his value goes up. And I'm talking about Carl Anthony Towns. This is a legitimate first-round player for me. So picking him up early in the third round, knowing that he's not going to come back to me, I was absolutely in for that one. And I thought it was a very nice, a very nice pick for me indeed there. Uh, Bam Adebayo has gone off at 27, sorry, 28. Pascal Siakam at 29. Now, this is where Sir Delaney decided to uh, build a defensive mega force at this point in time. And we'll get to that one later on in our breakdown. Matrix has made a very nice one there with Swiper Fox, De'Aaron at pick 30. LeBron James at pick 31. If he can stay healthy, he'll absolutely return that value. If not, well, if he's playing 50 games for me, even though he was like exceptional last year, I don't know if I get it back. But this one right here, this is another one of those moments because Chet Holgren has now gone in the third round. So obviously Victor going in the second round has then put everyone's eyes on like, who are the, what are the other rookies? What are the other rookies? Oh, it's going to be Chet. It's going to be Chet. Chet's going to do great. And Chet could absolutely fill the cup for you by way of rebounds this season, blocks this season, and a decent field goal percentage if he plays inside the arc. He's also not going to harm you from the free throw line because he shoots at a decent clip there. But that was a little – we thought it was early in the third round for Chet. Though, you know what? If you want him, he's not going to come back to you. You know, when you're, when you're picking with the eighth pick overall and you're picking at 32, you've always got those 12 guys to go. So that was also – uh, a pick for him because he knew at the end of the round, at the 11th at the 11th pick, Trent, who's a massive OKC fan, he was probably going to take him there or on his turn back up. So Matty did a bit of a reach there to lock in Chet. And then at pick 33, Paul George. 34 was Kristaps Porzingis. We thought that was an absolutely... Oh my God, we loved so that juicy. one. We liked that pick quite a lot at the time. Trent's then turned into Darius Garland at pick 35. And Cam, at the end of the third round, has gone with Miles Turner to pair with Lowry Markinen. Uh, 
sorry, with um, Anthony Edwards and Damian Lillard. So he's starting to feed into some defensive st- uh, stats there. This is a guy that we just was like saying Like my to wife him, always says, not tonight. Julius Randle with the 37th pick. Do we want Julius Randle there? Do we? No. No, we absolutely don't want Julius Randle there. Orange Julius can take a hike at pick 37 this year, especially as some trade shenanigans goes on over in, in New York, which very well could happen if that cat thing goes down. Uh, it's Jalen Brunson's team, as far as we're concerned. So to see Randall go as that first pick again uh, from that team, we were very surprised. And then he's absolutely gone and done it. He was... Uh, oh, aren't you beautiful? Uh, yeah, Josh Giddy, you beautiful haired man. Yep, that's right. Trent's taken the homer pick because we knew he was going to. Uh, he hadn't had an OKC man in his team yet, and he loves his OKC boys. So Trent, with the 30th pick, took Josh Giddy. Jordan Poole at the 39th pick. Now we were all like, is it too early for is it too early for Jordan with that? Because all he does is score. And all he gives you is points and some three-pointers when he's shooting them well. And he gives you a decent free throw percentage. Apart from that, Jordan Poole is a donut. He's an absolute donut. Just fill of holes in the middle of his game. The outside, it looks tasty. Oh, look, he scores a lot. Oh, he's got Washington. But he's not going to feel like the first three or four rounds. You want to get guys who are just absolutely padding your team with statistics that you can build around. If you're looking to build around points and being a bit of a jackass, oh, Jordan Poole's a great pick. But outside of that, very hollow. DeJounte Murray, we liked at the pick at 40. Desmond Bain right there at pick 41. Jalen Brunson. Now, there we like it at pick 42 last year. We love him. Now, this is that high risk, high reward pick. And we only say risk because the guy's name is Kawhi Leonard. The claw is never healthy. He's apparently healthy now. But he could go to the bathroom and slip over tomorrow and be out for six months. We don't know what's going to happen with him. So he's going to pick 43 to Matrix. Pick 44 in this draft was True Holiday. Now, we love Drew Holiday at this pick. Um, he, he just does a little bit of everything for you. And the Milwaukee Bucks could have a bit of a return to form season. Now, we say that like they were bad last year. They weren't. They were exceptional. But they didn't have the same team that they did the year before with Chris Middleton being out for so long. Now, the last time a team like that happened and a guy played back with an injury season, they were the Golden State Warriors a couple of seasons ago. Clay came back in. They had a bit of a course-corrected season. And he was, was he good again? Was he not good again? That's probably the narrative that's going to be around Chris Middleton. But someone who's always dependable in that organization is True Holiday. Taking a bit of a homer pick, but we still love this one at 45, was uh, Jake Skidmore, Mr. Filthy IFS, took his guy from Cleveland, Evan Mobley, at 45. Then it was back to me. Now, again, sticking with who was falling to me and positional need, I was looking for a forward. So I'd taken Cat, I'd taken a center, I'd taken a couple of guards, knowing that I'm going to try and flip Trey Young into some other assets. So I'm looking at my forward spot. Around this forward spot, I was talking upside. Am I talking someone like Jalen Williams? Am I talking like someone like Amen Thompson? Am I talking about someone in my fourth round like Kyle Kuzma, who's going to be really heavily relied upon in Washington this year? And I just said, no, I'm going to go with a name who's just been paid $306 million and who's an absolute filler for me if he can play the right guy, and it's Jalen Brown. I know I can dangle him out there because of the name as well as excellent trade bait, and he's always going to return top 50 value for me. I'm not really stretching the realms of possibility, so I've locked down JB. 
Next pick was Paolo, and we thought that was an absolute reach. We were screaming right there. And we didn't like that so much. Look, we love the role that he plays in Orlando, but he's really going to improve his efficiency there and, and really improve his defensive stats for us to be like an absolute must-own top 50 guy. We really like this pick from our mate Phil, uh, Jamal Murray at pick 48. He always just seems to slide a little bit. And you've got to remember, Jamal Murray came back last year and to close out the season, he was a top 30 player after the All-Star break. He was on an absolute tear. And now, whether he does that all year with Bruce Brown being out of the team and there being some more guard minutes there or lesser rotational options in Denver, we don't know yet. But what we do know is Jamal Murray is, is very, very good at the game of basketball. Like, he's a hooper, and we love to see him go there at the 48th pick. This one right now was Phil. So Phil's at these turns at the second and third, like at the, at the end of the second, third round. He took Lowry and then Jimmy Butler. So now he's taken a guard after first picking Jokic. So we know that he's probably going to lean into a guard again. And he's done an absolute, ooh. We, I'm we, the best man. I did it. Yeah, he did. He took Scoot Henderson. Now, we don't know what's happening with Damian Lillard. So this could be very well Scoot Henderson's team. But taking Scoot at pick 49 right now might not have been the wisest choice. Now, if we find out again that something ha different happens with Dame and he gets off the board – outstanding. But until that point in time, you don't take Scoot. I mean, it's that upshot. Like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be his team. Sure, Damien gets moved. It's not going to be to Miami or it's to New York or it's to somewhere. That's really great. But until it happens, you just don't want to risk. Like, look, it's not really a risk at the fifth round, but you would like to see him drop to you in the sixth. And then you're definitely going to pick him up right about there. Kyle Kuzma was the next pick. And I do like the role that Kyle Kuzma has in Washington this season, but right there, he's gone to round out your top 50. Back to me now. And I've thought of someone who really filled my field goal percentage so I can buoy that a little bit, especially if I am keeping Trey Young. I want to get some more blocks up on the board and I want to get some rebounds and fill that field goal percentage up, obviously wearing Trey Young a little bit, obviously wearing Jalen Brown, who doesn't have that great of efficiency. But I've really got great efficiency with Cat and I've got great efficiency with Shea Gildas-Alexander. I know he's going to cook my free throw percentage a little bit, but I have taken Walking Kessler there at the 51st. 52, Zach Levine. And this is where we look at Sir Delaney's defensive team. He's got OG Ananobi there with the 53rd pick. Now, he's teamed him up. Again, if you look down the list of what he's had, or if you watch the video, he's teamed him with Drew Holiday. He's teamed him with Pascal Siakam. He's got Devin Booker in that squad as well. And he's teamed him up with Tyrese Halliburton. And I'm really liking that squad for him around, right about now. Matrix is taken. We say it's a flyer, but it's not when it's Zion Williamson. I mean, if you want to talk about a barbecue chicken alert, this guy here. You have reached your destination. Barbecue chicken alert. Barbecue chicken alert. We think Zion could put the league on notice finally if he doesn't crumple into a paper bag and fall down. Uh, if he's healthy, he is a top 30 player. And I know in the YouTube video, if you can go and check that one out, Matrix was high. I'm like, look, here I am taking a top 30 player. I'm taking a top 25, maybe even top 20 player at the 54th pick. And that's what you want to see if he's falling down. And he did. Or, well, if he doesn't fall down, we don't want him to fall down. That would be great for Maddie. Brandon Ingram there has brought that attention on to the 55th pick. And Scotty Barnes, Brano there has taken, we call him bounce back Barnesy. Around these parts, we absolutely love what bounce back Barnsley can do for us this season. We've got a couple of bounce back blokes, and Scotty Barnes is one of them there with the 56. Vucevic, we like that at 57. He doesn't harm you really anywhere. This is a decent center you can pick up to do some stuff with your team 
in the 57th pick. Ben Simmons. Oh, what do we say? What, what do we say about that you one? Stupid. You are. Yeah, probably Ben Simmons with all the shiny things that are coming out in the media right now that he's this and he's that and he's healthy and he's going to give it a really red hot go. Well, until he does, you don't burn a pick on him like in the in the top 60s, top 70s. So to take him at 58 when there's other guys who are available who is going to stack your team, probably not the smartest one there. Uh, Brock Lopez, Brooke Lopez has gone off the, uh, off the menu next. I love that. I thought it was a little bit high on the YouTube video. I'm like, do you take him there? I took him last year in the 10th round. So I think that's where, for me, we're taking him in the fifth round, five rounds ahead of where he went last year. That's probably where I was a little bit like, oh, it's, it's too early. But it wasn't too early considering he was an absolute weapon top 20 player last year. Like he did, and he does everything, but he is a name that can drop in your drafts. So you do just want to watch where he goes and look around your averages and your ADPs of him. Once more data comes out and once you can draft on Yahoo and once you can draft on ESPN, you want to have a little bit more of a look where you can hop in and do some mocks to where you can get uh, Lopez at a little bit more value, even though we know his value at 59 and he's not going to hurt you and he's going to help you. But again, you love it when players drop and that's where you make up that value at the end of the day and you can get a higher return. Uh, rounding at the end of the fifth round, uh, DeMar DeRozan with the 60th pick. On to round six, he is going Alper and Shangun. And we love Shangun this season. We're loving that. We're also loving a bit of a homer pick again, Jalen Williams. Now, Jalen, Jalen, or J-Dub, as you want to call him, absolute menace on defense last year. Went on an absolute tear, but that was on a team without Chet Holgren. We really want to see how it shakes out with the preseason, if there's some floor spacing opportunity for him to knock down those threes, still be the defensive asset that he is in OKC and give you those steals, give you an effective field goal percentage, give you those free throws, give you rebounds, give you some assists, give you some blocks. He gives you a bit of everything, Jalen Williams. I held onto him all season long after taking him in like the, I think, eighth round last year. So to see him go in the sixth to float up, that's fair enough. He could be a top 50 player, this year, and he's gone there at 62. Armin Thompson, this is another one by Koba that I have just been like, no, not good, not smart, absolutely not. And this is not a, even a hot, hot, hot pick. Because Armin Thompson, there's a bit of a forward logjam right now in Houston. And the early reports out of their reporters and on Reddit and on their tweets are that he's going to come off the bench to start. He's going to be getting anywhere between uh, 15 to 25 minutes a night. Now, that, a six-round pick, when you've got other guys who, when I read through the next names on this one, it's 63rd for Armand Thompson. 64, and I'll bring it back to him. 64 was CJ McCollum. 65 was Bradley Beal. 66 was Tyrese Maxey. 67, Jarrett Allen. 68, Clacko, Nick Claxton. 69, DeAndre Ayton. I've picked up now Ja Morant with the 70th pick. I have way too many guards. Remember, I'm going to flip a guard into an asset. So I was going to acquire some trade assets to get guys that I wanted before the season started. So I was going to have a little bit of a look around and a play around with some trades and use high quality guys, knowing that if I can wear the first month or so of my season with Ja Morant and still be stable and looking at a top eight finish to make it to the playoffs and Ja stays healthy and then is there for me in my playoff time, I am going to get that asset back. And that's where I'm trading off Trey Young in my second round to get someone that I want in that second, third round zone who can help buoy my team. Next is going Devin Vassell. And Derek White has gone off. And we love that opportunity for Derek White in Boston this year with the 72nd pick. But this is where you look back at the rounds after you draft and you'd be like, 
Was it a good move to take Armin Thompson there with those names that have gone off the off the board? And absolutely not. It's too early. Like right there, you might think that's like, oh, he's going to be great. He's going to be great. Hot, 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 hot. No, cold. Absolutely cold on Amar Tams, on, 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 on sorry, Eamon Thompson with the 63rd pick. Here's someone probably right now in your drafts. If you watch out, you'll be able to get him in the 90s. But taking him there right now with two or three rounds ahead is no, especially when there's someone in your uh, forward spot right here in your guard positioning is Franz Wagner, who is interchangeable as a guard and a forward. He's been taken with the 73rd pick. Tyler Hero with the 74th. And then I played this soundbite yesterday, and I'm going to play it again, and you're probably going to hear me say it a no lot. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. And that's Jabari Smith Jr., who I loved last season, and he broke my heart. He didn't live up to the hype until the All-Star break. After I traded him with Chris Middleton for De'Aaron Fox and another asset, and I won my league, but still, I was on the sidelines then watching Jabari. And I'm like, if I had just held you for another bloody week, and I wouldn't have had to sweat my rebounds and some of my other assets and my defensive assets. Uh, and also, great free throw shooter last season for that little part for me. I think he was actually better when I looked at the splits between De'Aaron and Fox. I was like, damn it, I could have kept Jabari. But again, Jabari is locked in as the forward, the starting power forward there in Houston. So why would you take Armen Thompson before him? If in your draft, Jabari Smith Jr. sticking around 75, be taking him like I am. 76 was Chris Middleton, 77 Rudy Gobert. My, how the big French have fallen. A couple of years ago, you'd be absolutely reaching to take him like in the 70s. That would never happen. He was a second, third round guy. You're getting that field goal percentage. You're cooking your free throws, but you're getting your blocks. You're getting everything. Now you're seeing Rudy Gobert in the 70s. Draymond Green was 78. Miles Bridges, we're calling him bounce back Bridges or the return Bridges, 79. Emeka Okongwu. This is a bit of a homer pick from Braino. You might have heard him on the Insight NBA podcast on the team preview from the Atlanta Hawks. Look, we, we both preview these guys in the Charlotte podcast and in the Atlanta podcast. Miles Bridges, when healthy two seasons, when healthy and not in some uh, troubles, you would say, a couple of seasons ago, uh, was a top 40 player. So now you're picking him up at 70s. If he returns to that form, and he's a top 50 player, top 60 player, you're still getting some value return on him when he's pick 79. Uh, Okongwu there at pick number 80 is completely tied to Clint Capella, whose name hasn't been called yet. Because if Clint Capella gets traded and Okongwu takes that starting role and keeps serving Quinn Snyder well, that's an excellent pick there at 80s. But until it happens, we're a little bit unsure what's going on. Uh, Jeremy Grant in Portland with the 81st pick. John Collins with the 82nd. Jalen Green with the 83rd. Trent's high on Jalen Green doing something. I just, I don't know what he's going to do considering he was outside the top 150 last year and he was like the guy. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. And another pick here, which is curious, Trey Murphy. This is paying for past performance. Now I picked up Trey Murphy last year on the waiver wire and I wrote him. There were some ups and downs, but Trey Murphy saw minutes on a team without Zion Williamson and without Brendan Ingram. So again, you kind of then taken the health of a team before anything else. And that's just not something that you really want to be doing there. Into 85, you've got Terry Rogier, Cam Thompson. We thought this was an absolutely oh, you're beautiful. Yeah. Cam Johnson right there with the 86 pick 87 was Clay Thompson. 88 Jonas Valanciunas. 89 Mark Fultz. Number 90 was Marcus Smart. Seeing the role opportunity, especially for him to be the kind of like bring their energy, bring that intensity from Boston over to Memphis, especially while Jar's out. 
We love that pick. Uh, this was a guy that I spoke about on our on our benefit guys from free agent winners, and it was Tyus Jones. Now, Tyus Jones is a very dependable backup point guard, and we think he is an absolute go as a, as a starting point guard in the league. Now, if you're picking up a dependable top 50 player, if he can show that in the if, – if Tyus Jones starts scoring a whole bunch of points, like anywhere between 16 to 20 points at the efficiency that he does with the steals that he returns in the preseason, you are absolutely laughing if you're picking him up with the 91st pick. 92nd was Michael Porter. Austin Reeves, I like that pick at 93rd. I think he's going to be a dependable option there. But again, before a guy who's going to have the starting point guard role in LA, like D'Angelo Russell. And on that on, on that YouTube video, we said, oh, but why would you take him before D'Lo? D'Lo's got the start. D'Lo's got the start. And this is what happens when you start talking about players. Someone in the queue was like, oh, oh, where's D'Lo? Or even if they're not live in the chat, like on the video, and you start looking around other Lakers, you're like, oh, D'Lo slipped. And D'Lo does slip in this draft. Uh, right there, I've decided to take another center to pair with a point guard option for a trade. And I've loved that I've got picked up Yucca Pirtle here with the 94th pick. So again, this is like, who is falling to me? Yucca Pirtle with the 94th pick, I thought was an absolute no-brainer for me. And again, I can flip him. I can do something with him. He's going to be the starting center in Toronto and have an absolute fill of minutes and opportunity there for me. Daniel Gafford there with the 95th pick, 96th pick Keegan Murray. Now that was at the end of the eighth round. So now we're looking at who you're pairing that with. And so straight after Keegan Murray, uh, he has teamed him with D'Angelo Russell. And we were all in check going, ah, who said it? Who said it? Who said it? Uh, we love that pick for him. Picking up D'Lo with the 97th pick overall. That's, that's, nice. yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bit of a steal right there. We like that one. Keldon Johnson now at 98. 99 right there. I've decided to, I need another forward spot. And with nothing happening right now that's positive in Philadelphia, I, I don't know there's anything positive happening in Philly. Like all the talk is Harden wants to trade. He's made the demand. He's going to be out more. He's going to do it. I don't know what that is. If he's a clipper, the power, the, the, he is some assets. If you're going to get James Harden, you could probably move one of your other marquee players unless you want a third star because Steve Barmer's okay to pay that luxury, luxury, luxury tax. But Paul George could be off the team. And then he comes over to Philadelphia, which is a nice look for them. But that's going to impact in that forward spot Tobias Harris a lot more. So I've taken Tobias Harris there. I needed a power. I needed a forward. I need someone who helps me out. I've taken him there. Uh, rounding out your 100th pick, and we absolutely thought this was a beautiful pick by uh, Jake Skidmore, filthy IFS. Uh, He's better than top 50 value at times, 60th value sometimes. And you're picking up Robert Williams right now with the 100th pick. 101 was Andrew Wiggins. Anthony Simons at 102nd. 103 was Spencer Dinwiddie. 104, we love the upside of this guy this year. He was one of our picks uh, in our free agent winners and key guys to watch, Zach Collins. Uh, he is going to be the starting center for all that we've heard out of the San Antonio Spurs. And he's going to have some floor spacing opportunity opposite Victor Wembanyama. He loves to get rebounds. He loves to defend the rim. He is an absolute steal there at the 104th pick. We thought that was very, very nice. Wendell Carter, we thought this was a solid one as well. What we're seeing right now is an absolute bunch of centers flying off the board. So anywhere right now from that seventh round, you're starting to see a bit of a spatter of them with uh, a Kongwu. He was going in there. Rudy Gobert was going in there. Valanchunas was going in there. Gafford, Jakob Pertle. So we've got some really dependable centers falling off about the seventh, eighth, and ninth round. Because next up, this one right here, we were like, 
I hate to play it for him again, but Koba. Stupid. Yeah, you've taken Christian Wood, and he doesn't have a basketball team. So he's not going to return you any value. Now, this might have been like, oh, no, no, he'll get a contract and he'll be good. He'll be get a contract. But he hasn't. This is, the, this is done on the 6th of August, and he's still trying to find a home, Christian Wood. So until he does, that was a dumb pick. Uh, because the next pick was an absolute winning pick, and we love this one. And this is who I thought about when I was looking at Yucca Pertle. This guy was in my queue, Jalen Duran. Uh, we absolutely love Jalen Duran as a guy who is going to be in that pick and roll uh, this year with uh, with Cade Cunningham. We liked his work last season. We were all very, very high on Jalen Duran, and he is an absolute weapon there to pick up with your 107 pick overall. This, this next one is – this was a dumb pick again, and we don't know what Cam was doing. It might have been an auto pick at this point, but why would you take PJ Washington Jr. when he does not have an NBA team at this point in time as well? Yeah, he's got the qualifying offer for Charlotte, and we spoke about this on the Hornets pod about the preview for them. He could sign that, and they could get rid of him very easily, or they could keep him, and then he gets that call, and he's off the books at the end of the year. So we, he's he doesn't have a team. Like there's a qualifying offer there he hasn't signed. It's like, do you want to just sign this and have a job? Yeah, probably. Don't want to not have. $8 million in my pocket for the year. That doesn't sound very smart. It's more of a bit of a case of I like... I broke up with my ex-girl. He goes elsewhere. And in that case, you're not drafting PJ Washington Jr. with the 108th pick when he does not have a basketball team. It is not smart at all. Uh, Jaden McDaniels right there, Minnesota, 109. Russell Westbrook. Trent think he's going to have a bounce back. And how many times Trent can say this about Russell Westbrook because he likes OKC? Is a lot, and we don't want to see that happen. But you know what? Good on you, Rusty. You're still in the NBA with the 110th pick. Jordan Clarkson at 111. I've really liked this one here. Buddy Heald at 112. Now, Buddy's probably going to take a bit more of a back seat in Indiana this year, but he still really helps, and he had a great season last year. And I, I had him in my fantasy team, and I love Buddy Heald, so I like him at the 112th pick right now. A few rookies are starting to come off the board very, very soon. This one right here, with the opportunity that's presented with him in Charlotte this year, has been Brandon Miller. And we absolutely like this pick with Brandon Miller at 113. Right there again, another guy who we think has a really good upside to be a pick-and-roll partner with LaMelo Ball and do some damage with a consistent role, hopefully this year in Charlotte, without minute sharing with Nick Richards, is Mark Williams. Mark Williams right there, again, another center at the 114th pick. Trey Jones, 115. Bobby Portis, 116. CP3, again, how the mighty have fallen. Seeing Chris Paul at 117. Hey, there you go. And it's back to me. I want a bit of a jack of all trades. And I've taken the opportunity right there of Bruce Brown. I was looking at Brandon Miller. He's gone off. I was looking at picking up Buddy Heald. He's gone off. But I've taken Brucey Brown right there because I like what he can bring me with the 118th. He's probably just a dependable asset at that point. I was scrambling a little bit as well. If you're like, oh, who do I take? My queue was decimated through this one. I had Brandon Miller. I had Buddy Heald. I was like, look at that one. I was thinking Kevin Herter. Then I said, no, I don't want to take Kevin Herter. <gasps> do I take Sadiq Bay with a consistent role? No, I don't want that. I want some rebounds. I want some steals. I want some defensive presence. And I've taken him at 118, Brucey Brown. 119 was Aaron Gordon. And 120 to round out the 10th round was Kevin Herter. The 11th round at 121 was Clint Capella. Again, Okongwu was drafted before Capella. Capella is the starter at this point in time for all that we know in Atlanta. So picking him up there at 121 was an absolutely wonderful pick. We thought that one right there was nice.
Nice indeed. Sadiq Bay, another ATL lad, has gone off at 122. Back to me. I've taken Josh Hart uh, with 123rd. I reckon he just went crazy last year in New York. He's a New York kind of guy. He has that heart and hustle that I want. And I'm taking him there with my 123rd pick to really just give me a little bit of everything. Probably not so many points, so many much points, but he's a jack of all trades. And I like my jacks and I like my Josh's apparently as well. Uh, right there, 124, uh, Boyan Bogdanovic, 125th. This was a great pick. Jeremy Sohan. He was someone else that we were looking at uh, and in my queue. I thought maybe I could get him, maybe. But yeah, I was probably dreaming if I thought he was going to be on the board back for me for my next pick at 142, to be honest. So I had another guy in my queue who I was going to take a flyer on. So I'll get to that one. But Jeremy Sohan with 125. 126, Yusuf Nurkic. Denny Advia. This was a bit of a strange one. 127. We don't do that at all because the next guy up, I think, could be a top 100 player. I'm high on him. He was in my queue. And again, we weren't going to take... Skitty and I were talking about beforehand. We were going to try and not take guys when mentioned in the pod. Uh, yeah, Obi Toppin right there with the 128th pick. Absolutely love that pick. That was... Uh, oh, my oh God, my so God. juicy. Woo, pick Obi Toppin with 128. I think he could be a top 100 player this year. So right there, the upside for him. I like Obi Toppin. I could have taken him possibly in the 12th round or 13th, but round 11 for Obi, I think is fair. Kyle Anderson at 129. RJ Barrett with 130. Shaden Sharp, a lot of upside there in Portland with the 131st. And Mitchie Robinson with 132. At the team, at the turn right there on back into the 12th round, we've got Emmanuel Quickly at 133. Asar Thompson, a rookie. Now, this is where we think Asura is going to have a lot more opportunity in Detroit than Armand Thompson in Houston. So to see him at 134, we want to see how the preseason shakes out, but he could be a top. 100 player this season it's quite possible that he's a top 100 player as a rookie it's probably not the pathway there's going to be some inefficiencies it's going to be the never-ending roller coaster but there is a role for him as a forward there in detroit especially with bob uh with bob uh with with, with bowie bogdanovich like possibly resting or being injured again or being traded Asura is going to have a role in Detroit. We really want to see what just comes about this season with him. Cam Reddish as a Laker at 135. Zubach at 136. Tara Eason at 137. We love this one. Jaden Ivey at 138. Stephen Adams was your 139th pick with Benedict Matherin. We love the upside Benedict presents for us with Sir Delaney uh, right there at 140. Gary Trent. Mr. Seals. He was looking for it in chat. He's like, I'm looking for steals. I'm looking for steals. And he's taking Gary Trent Jr. right there with the 130, uh, 141st pick. I've taken Jalen Johnson, a little bit of a flyer right there. I probably could have picked him up next round, but I really wanted to lock in the services of Jalen Johnson because I do think there's a good pathway for a role for him this season in Atlanta. And I think he really ingratiated himself to Quinn Snyder at the tail end. And with John Collins not being there, if he steps into the John Collins role, I've got a top 100 player straight away there. I've got a top 120 player. And if I'm getting him at 142, sure, it's only a couple of rounds value, but it's it's still value. And I wanted that forward spot filled in. Cam Thomas right there, like that 143. I uh, probably don't like that, to be fair. And Patrick Williams at 144. Again, at the turn for 13, Anthony Black. Look, we didn't like this one by Phil. He's gone at 145 for Anthony Black, and we don't know the role that he's going to have right now with Markel Fultz in town, with Jalen Suggs in town, with Cole Anthony in town. There's just, it's way too much of a guard party 
in Orlando to see us return value right there at 145 for Anthony Black. Though we absolutely love Anthony Black's game. We just don't like the situation that he's got. De'Anthony Melton, solid pick here at 146. I've taken Harrison Barnes because uh, he's a bit of an old fan favorite there for me at 147. Mike Connolly at 148. Rui Hachimura at 149. Grant Williams. This was value for Matrix. He was like really keen on picking up some guys sliding in the draft as well. Grant Williams at 150 could really be value right there in Dallas this season. Dennis Schroeder at 151. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich at 152. That was a homer pick there for Breno from Atlanta. Uh, Colin Sexton. We really like this. We, we really like 153 for Colin Sexton because we don't know what the role is going to be yet. But if he is the starter and he plays some decent basketball, he could exceed 153 easily. Lord help us, someone drafted Dylan Brooks, even though he said no one's going to draft Dylan Brooks in this pod at 154. Uh, Doughty, Lou Dort, he's going at 155. Kevin Porter at 156. Herbert Jones. Yep, Herbie Jones is going at 157. Kenyon Martin Jr., is going at 158. James Wiseman, God, why would you do that at 159? Quentin Grimes at 160. Gordon Hayward, we really like what Gordon Hayward presents here at 161. Matisse Thiable at 162. One of my favorite pickups of this offseason, and I'm really watching the preseason. I was hoping to pick him up in my last round. And again, just on mass trade before my season, because he's still there. And I think he could be a top 100 player this season, a top 120 player. I had my eyes on this one, and I thought this was one of Matrix's absolute best picks. At 163, Rashawn Holmes. Jackson Hayes at 164. Jevin Carter at 165. KCP at 166. Kevin Looney, 167. And then rounding out round 14 was Norm Powell for Phil. And this is where the draft went sideways, and it was supposed to automatically keep on going. Yeah, but it decided not to do that, and the whole thing crashed out, and then we were left with no one to draft in the 15th round. So that was the end of that one. Therefore, we had our teams going down the way. So team-wise, I'll, I'll say my team. I ended up picking up Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Trey Young. This is with the third pick overall. I managed to get Shea, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, Jalen Brown, Walker Kessler, Ja Morant, Jabari Smith Jr., Jakob Pertle, Tobias Harris, Bruce Brown, Josh Hart, Jalen Johnson, Harrison Barnes, and KCP. That was my team. With the first pick, building around Nikola Jokic, Phil chose to put him with Larry Markkinen, Jimmy Butler, Jamal Murray, Scoot Henderson, Derek White, Franz Wagner, Keegan Murray, D'Angelo Russell, Kevin Herter, Clint Capella, Pat Williams, Anthony Black, and Norman Powell as a last written flyer. Pretty much a little bit of everything. Feeding a little bit of all cats when you're building off Jokic, getting some assists back here and there and other guards with like Scoot Henderson, Jamal Murray along the way, Derek White along the way, D'Angelo Russell, and trying to get some points on the board early as well and some dependability and defense as well by guys like Jimmy Butler. Uh, I don't know what way you, you think of Pat Williams as a defensive player. I just want to see it more. Uh, Joel Embiid was the second pick. Building around him, you've got Fred Van Vliet, Cade Cunningham. I like those two picks with Joel actually quite a lot. Paolo, Kyle Kuzma, Devin Vassell, Tyler Hero, Dan Gafford, Keldon Johnson, Aaron Gordon, Sadiq Pay, Cam Thomas, DeAnthony Melton, and Kevin Looney. Building around Jason Tatum, Filthy's led into Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, Bam Adebayo, Evan Mobley, Zach Levine, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Middleton, and a lot of points. That is a lot of points, a lot of assists, 
quite a lot of rebounds, playmaking, some defense in there, a lot of three-pointers as well. That's a solid-looking team. And right there, when we look back at that, we were really pleased with what he'd put together. And he's also then paired that with Austin Reeves. And in that role, Austin is a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades, and that was a nice pickup for him. Then to roll into Robert Williams, CP3, uh, Bohan Bogdanovich, Gary Trent Jr., Mike Connolly, and Jevin Carter. Bojan, Mr. Bojangles. Uh, Sir Delaney's made a team based around Tyrese Halliburton, Devin Booker, Pascal Siakam, Drew Holiday, OG Ananobi, Nicholas Claxton, Rudy Gobert. So no one can get a block or no one else can get a steal in this league. And that's all it is about this season. Michael Porter Jr., Andrew Wiggins, Bobby Portis, Jeremy Sohan, Benedict Matherin, Rui Hachimura, and taking a bit of a fly there at the end on Jackson Hayes. Building around Luca, Matrix has put Donovan Mitchell for a lot more points, a lot more points and assists there as well with DR and Fox. He's really tanking field goal percentage later on because he's taken not Kawhi Leonard necessarily with his next pick, but Zion Williamson, Jared Allen, and Draymond Green there. We really like his pickup of Tyus Jones. Anthony Simons is a bit of a smoky pick there in case Dame leaves town. Trey Jones, Yusuf Nurkic, Stephen Adams. That was a bit of a homer because he's a big Memphis guy. Grant Williams and Rashawn Holmes, which I thought was an absolute steal with his last round. Mickey Dell has built around Giannis Antikonto. I can never say his name. Giannis Antikonto. I'm not even going to get you. The Greek freak, Giannis. I keep on messing that up every time I'm saying it. And if I say it normally, I can say it. And when I'm trying to say it on a podcast, I keep on stuffing it up. Antik- I get to say Antikonto. I'm not even going to give it a bloody go right now. Jaron Jackson Jr., LeBron James, Jalen Brunson, Brandon Ingram, Tyrese Maxey, Miles Bridges, Marcus Smart, Spencer Dinwiddie, Mark Williams, Denny Advia, Jaden Ivey, Dennis Schroeder, Matisse Thibel. Braino has built around AD. He's paired him up with James Harden, Chet Holgren, Desmond Bain, Scotty Barnes, Bounce Back Barnsey, Bradley Beal. He, he likes his alliteration names. Bradley Beal, Emeka Okongwu. Look at that one. Next, Markel Fultz, Zach Collins, Brandon Miller, Obi Toppin, Tara Eason, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Gordon Hayward with his last pick. Building around Steph Curry's Victor Wenbanyama, Paul George, DeJounte Murray, Nikola Vucevic, CJ McCollum, Jeremy Grant, Jonas Valanciunas, Wendell Carter, Buddy Heald, Kyle Anderson, Zubac, Colin Sexton, Quentin Grimes. Building around DeMontis Sabonis when it was a surprise first-round pick is LaMelo Ball. We like that he's picked him all the way back up there. That's actually been a bit of a uh, – that's been a fantastic pick to get LaMelo Ball at that far into the draft. We were – a lot of places – ta- a lot of people are taking him in the first round. So to see him towards the tail end of the second round, that's almost where he's done the inverse relationship there of taking Sabonis with the first pick. He could have taken Ball there and may have got Sabonis there, but he's done the inverse and it's turned out really well for him. So we've got Sabonis, Lamelo, KP, Jordan Poole, Ben Simons, Amen Thompson, who's it's a bit of a kooked pick, John Collins, Clay Thompson, Christian Wood, Jordan Clarkson, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish, Dylan Brook, James Wiseman. Building around Kevin Durant, we've got Mikhail Bridges, Darius Garland, Josh Giddy, Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez, uh, Jalen Williams, J Dub, Jalen Green, Cam Johnson. Jalen Duran, Russell Westbrook, Shaden Sharp, Asua Thompson, Lou Dort, and Kenyon Martin. And rounding out our draft, Cam's taken Damian Lillard, Anthony Edwards, Miles Turner, Julius Randle, DeMar DeRozan, Alperen Shangoon, Trey Murphy, Terry Rosen, uh, Terry Rozier, PJ Washington, Jaden McDaniels, Mitch Robinson, Emmanuel Clickley, Kevin Herter, and Herb Jones with his last pick. 
That was our draft. That was our mock. Let us know your thoughts and tweets in the comments below. It was a good fun. It was No one wanted to show their hands. We draft with these guys. It was an absolute hoot. Make sure you check the YouTube video when we have a few. Uh, we give a few more shout-outs on that one. We enjoy a few drinks together and have a laugh. We hope you've had a good one. We hope this has given you some insight and some guys and just a bit of an early bit of early heads up on where guys are falling in fantasy drafts because it helps you with your mocks. So you know where to take them. If we're taking these guys around here, you can probably expect to see these guys in similar ranges in your draft. And that's what you can. That's what helps you. Once you get your position, you can start to look at where you're going to take these guys. Because if you want to get a guy that you want and it's going to be able to build a, a, your team around them, you're going to have to reach sometimes. And that's certainly what a whole bunch of blokes said then to today. I've been at NBA G Wiz. Have a good one. Have a cracker. Take care, Hoopers.